We've seen seven matches and only one block has a four-way deadlock. The other block has a clear leader. Welcome to Beyond the Mic with the Captain and the Kingpin. We enter week four of Promo Climax 2 and we're joined once again by Mikey Two Belts. He's coming off his first bout of the tournament and going straight into his second bout this week. Welcome, Mr. Two Belts. <coughs> Happy to be on the show once again, guys. How you doing? A little preview for Mike's next promo, by the way. <laughs> Here's what's hilarious about Mike going into his little beatbox section session is that I, I'm sitting in my living room right now, and <laughs> my dog is on the floor. Shinsuke, he's asleep, right? So... <laughs> Mike starts beatboxing, and Shinsuke sits up in, like, slow motion and just kind of looks at me like, what the fuck? (laughs) 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 Well, I mean, here's the thing. The Larky Lark character orchestrated with myself and my best friend, Steve Nicoforo. I was wearing a do-rag. We were rapping about We Own East Islip's Son, and that's how the Larky Lark character, like, got into fruition but unfortunately i couldn't find my do-rag which i still have to this day so i figured a backwards hat will suffice <laughs> ironically i can't find any of my do-rags either but i've i've purchased many in my lifetime i guarantee hey the best thing is when you go into 7-eleven and you think that they have it or one of these other stores because 7-elevens is all these hats and stuff and then the guy goes what is this do-rag and i'm like you know it's a thing that you put on your head oh, okay no? No do-rag at 7-Eleven? Okay. Okay, Google Vince McMahon ECW. This. This. <laughs> exactly. Peace out, my brother. You Don't try to disrespect my boy's crime time. What is a do-rag? Hulk Hogan? Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> there was a, uh, a guy here uh, named Benzino who, who uh, used to run a hip-hop magazine called The Source. Yes. And at one time, he had a big... He had a big like beef going on with Eminem because he hated Eminem. <laughs> and one of the funniest things he said to him, he was like, hey, take off that fucking wave cap. You're never going to get waves. For the UK listeners, like yourself, Des, The Source is a very big hip-hop magazine here in the States. Yeah, that was, that was one of the funnier things because, you know, Eminem is... A uh, Caucasian gentleman who submerged himself completely into the hip-hop culture. And the purpose of wearing a do-rag is because it puts puts waves in your hair. But in order for that to work, you have to have, like, black-textured hair or whatever. So, (laughs) obviously, Eminem's just wearing it because that's what people that rap do. But this dude really called him out. Take that fucking do-rag off. You're never going to have waves. (laughs) (laughs) Eminem's like, shut up. <laughs> now, you guys in the UK have like a hip hop magazine like we have here in the States, like The Source? Probably, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I was about to say, you're pretty fly for a white guy, Mr. Dazzy Dangerously, so I figured I'd give it a shot. I, I, don't, I don't fly, no way. 
<laughs> no, <I> say no. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ, my dog just pooped, then turned right around and ate it. Okay, might <laughs> might get back to beatboxing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that was the problem. I think Mike's beatboxing scared the shit out of him, and then he thought to himself, "Oh, breakfast." <laughs> Literally scared the shit out of him. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so at the time of recording, the results for last week have literally just gone up. They've been up for about an hour. Um, Mike, you join Moni, Nicola, and also Robert joins the uh, the three of you at the top of block A. You're all on three points. Wow, and congratulations to Robert Davis, which, by the way, my God, that, that pro, <laughs> good wow. Lord. Yes, exactly. And then also, you know, Nicola did her thing against Zach. I mean, Moni friggin' going at Daniel Crimmins with that Latina heat. So, I mean, everybody has brought it this far in block A. The strange thing is, um, Daniel decided to leave the tournament before he even saw Robert's promo. Exactly. <laughs> when you know, you know. Yeah. You know? Maybe, maybe he's uh, clairvoyant. Robert Davis's promo, I... I watched that thing and I just thought to myself, you know, dare I live in the past, but it's all I have at this at this juncture. And uh, as history would would have it, Robert Davis and I, you know, faced off against each other in the finals of our block last time for the opportunity to go against the Butcher for the promo championship to be crowned the initial promo champion. In some kind of way, I beat Robert Davis, which going into that, I think he had a victory over me and I had none over him. I say all that to say this. That promo that he did against Daniel Crimmins, if he had used that, I wouldn't have stood a chance. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's so good right now. I wouldn't have been able to. There's nothing. I don't know, dude. Not to short sell myself, but just this yeah. is probably what it's like if if you're like a retired NBA player and you just, you know, you sit on the sidelines and watch the games and you see guys like Kobe and guys like LeBron and, and whoever else is these young people who are taking over the game now. And you think to yourself, yeah, probably good thing. I'm sitting on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Creatively. I think that last week was up there with the stat man. Um, I mean, we, we've been saying since the tournament began that the most creative person we've seen so far is the Demoness, who is new to the tournament. So I think maybe Robert thought, okay, I'm stepping up. I step oh, up yeah. my creativity. Yeah, then, then, well, Robert and the Demoness are going to be going at each other very, very soon, so that's going to be a hell of a bout. Yeah, well, Robert's got Teddy next week, and then I think maybe the week after he's got Nicola. Nicola's next match is against Robert anyway. I have to say um, this about him about us because her and i are going to be doing in october and you know when you have two souls that have you know intertwined from 100 bc and 100 ad and all throughout the space and time i mean you're going to be in for hell of a problem that's all i'm going to say so i think when you have the demoness on this show she'll explain into more what's going to happen on that fateful day in october yeah i think we should maybe extend the invitation for next week in preparation for her match with robert davis so yeah, I'm just saying, man. Like, I guess. <laughs> well, here's the thing with you guys, and I was telling you guys off the uh, off air before we came on here. You guys know the Demoness. Yeah. I know Nicola and the Demoness, so I know both people. So it's gonna be fun. 
Yeah, well, speaking of um, Daniel, his next match was going to be next week against Zach, who we haven't seen since week one. Um, and now we're not going to see until the following week because obviously he won't have to face Daniel. He just gets the three points because Daniel Crimmins is yep. no longer in the tournament. So nice three points for Zach next week. Yeah, and then I believe his next opponent is me, and he's yep. going to talk about I don't need to cut a promo because I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. I don't need to tell y'all what I look like, <laughs> what I'm going to do. I, here's, here's, I like his approach because he's very short and sweet, but I got to tell you something right now. You're going to get a lot of mixture with my promo. We could be friends, but then I maybe want to, you know, do some bad things. You know what I'm saying? I'm a very concoction of emotions, very cockles of my heart. You're going to get a lot when that comes to myself and Zach. And Zach is a fellow Carolinian, friends with Travis the Walker Anderson. So, I mean, if he's anything like Travis, I expect nothing less. So, I'm looking forward to going against Zach. Well, sometimes it's, it's a good move to go short because if your opponent goes over, obviously there's going to be a points difference. That is very true. That is very true. I just can't wait to see more of Zach because I didn't I didn't really feel like um, what what he did the first round. I don't know that I would even consider it necessarily an appetizer. I think it was more like when you go to Costco and they offer you a free sample, you know, just just mm-hmm. a quick taste, just to see what it's about in case you want to buy the product. And I thought to myself, I mean, that was that was a good bite, but I would love to see what the whole thing um, is looking like. And because he hasn't had really a matchup since it almost feels like he's been a bit missing in the tournament and so it's i think because the first one was so short his first promo that whenever we do get to see him again it's gonna almost be like we're seeing him for the first time again so he's gonna he's gonna have to really knock that one out of the ballpark and he's got you know a couple of points to make up obviously yeah, I mean, that's the thing with that guy. And, I mean, I, I trust Travis the Walker Anderson's, you know, judgment and his advice. If we've seen anything that, quote-unquote, is bowed up like Travis the Walker Anderson is, and if Zach can put that bowed up but speaking real nice and real purdy, we're going to get a hell of a concoction of a promo. Um, there is another person who we haven't seen at all in the tournament yet. Uh, the only person that hasn't competed yet is Lewis. Um, he would have competed week two, obviously, but the match with Butcher was cancelled, so we're not going to see Lewis until uh, September 25th, where he takes on uh, Moses Marquez. Well, I did get a message from Lewis, and he's like, "The Mo- Moses Marquez literally just say that he's that he's that he's not worried about me." And I said, "Apparently so, Lewis." And he goes, "Well, he's going to feel my wrath." And I said, "Okay, you do your thing, big boy." Yeah, he's definitely going to have some points to make up. Um, and he's, his first match is up against the current leader of Block B, which is Moses, the first person in the tournament to get six points. I have to congratulate him. I think uh, his victory over the Butcher, which, like I said, this is like, first and foremost, I knew either way because we have two very high-strung individuals in the Butcher and Moses Marquez. The Butcher would not let you hear the end of it if he would have won because he was going to fucking smack, slap that fucking fake-ass beard off Moses Marquez's face on shine. But then you have on the other side of things, we have Moses Marquez, your boy, your boy, he's at the top of the leaderboard, your boy, six points, it's time to go to work, Aha! So you have those type two of, you know, dynamics of what we're going to get with those two. But yeah, Moses Marquez, congratulations. The Crippler, daddy's home. So, yeah. And I don't, at this point, I'm not too certain if <clears throat> Moses's wins are helping him or hurting him more. Because 
first off, congratulations to Moses Marquez, you know, getting two W's. And so I, I think in a lot of ways, he really has overcome. You can't even bring up, you know, the, the, the percentage from King of the Mike. That's that's probably a done <laughs> deal now. But then you can't be saying things like, oh, I'm not worried about Lewis because that's kind of a, a short-sighted thing to say. You Listen, you're talking to a guy who flat out got his ass whooped by Lewis. Uh, you gotta, you have to be worried about Lewis because if Moses Marquez doesn't properly prepare for Lewis and if he treats it like an automatic W on the calendar, he's going to look up <laughs> and not know what hit him. So, you know, celebrate. Take your time to celebrate. I get it. Do Do one quick victory lap, but after that, get focused. And the other thing, too, if you're Moses, look at the competition. You see what Robert Davis is coming with? Yeah. You see Nicola? I mean, you see the promo champion, Mikey Two Bells. <laughs> the fuck you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, you got to let's, – let's not act like this is going to be a walk in the park because Moses, you know, he vanquished two of his greatest rivals right out the gate, and that's – that is fantastic. But now that you've done that, baby boy, you still got the rest of the, the block staring at you. Well, yeah, you got Lewis. You got Chris Maldonado. Yeah, and, so it, it, you know they haven't been landslides either. I mean, he beat Butcher fifty four percent. If we go back to the Civil War, Lewis still got forty two percent against you and me. Yeah, which is that is scary. I mean, that's way too close. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think with him is even though you know I like to do the voice and Lewis of Evolution of pro wrestling. You know, I like to do that, but. I know what he's capable of. I'm fully aware that if I win my block, I would have to defend my promo and knowledge championship both at promo series. I have Lewis and Moses gunning for my knowledge championship, so I'm fully prepared for that. I mean, I think Lewis is a hell of a competitor. Moses Marquez with his evolution, like evolution of his overall, you know, character. I get it. I understand what he's trying to do. And either way, if if it comes down to me and my block against you know, either one of those gentlemen for the knowledge and promo championships, I'm fully, you know, I'm fully for it. And I'm fully aware of what's coming. And I look forward to seeing what they bring. And I know what I'm going to bring. So I'm just going to say it on that point. Well, we, we, we never go, never, never go. We never know what you've got up your sleeve. You brought out Larky Lack last week to defeat Teddy P. Hey, man, you know, when you don't have a friggin' do-rag on, like I mentioned, you got to find the backwards hat. You saw what I was doing. I was getting down with that. I was, I'll was i be honest with you. As I was doing that while I was shaking, I was, you know, jumping up and down. I was crisscrossing my legs. I was sliding to the left, sliding to the right. You might as well call me Mr. C the Slide Man. I was doing a little cha-cha slide, and then I did the and then I started rapping. And where the first part of that came from, my name is The Lark. I'm the man with the bark, and I'm here to make my mark. I actually took that from my inaugural bout. That I did with uh, Teddy P in the first promo climax. And I figured I incorporate, you know, and I don't give a damn. So, I mean, Teddy, one of Teddy P's, you know, monikers and one of his famous lines there that we've seen in the past with Teddy P. I thought he did a great promo as well. And I know Ted and I wanted to have a very fun and special promo against each other. So, I mean, I think we both accomplished that. I think we both are two different men from our first encounter at the inaugural promo climax. I was very happy with what Teddy and I put together. The thing is about you, Mikey yes. Two Belts. You're you're living the dream, all right, man. I I I won a couple of promo battles in my time, mm-hmm. and it you know it it was what it was. You're you're beatboxing, you're wearing do rags. You 
you're just kind of doing whatever the fuck it is you want to do. And in exchange, you're a double champion and you got beautiful girls from the LFC <laughs> hitting you up, telling you how great your promo is. Like, okay, look, I'm 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 a fucking wrestling nerd, okay? Not one girl from the LFC has ever hit me up to say how good my promo is. <laughs> you you're living the dream because you are full on whatever you want to be saying whatever you want and people could look at it as like this is great or this is nerdy or what what but it doesn't matter what it is everybody everywhere is loving it all the time mm. what is it like to be mike c larkin <laughs> well first and foremost i appreciate the love for those people that like it i mean i think what this is I wanted to go with, I think it's, well, first and foremost, I think it's great being me, I guess. I mean, I'm, first and foremost, I'm very humble with it. Yes, I'm two champs, but I'm still very humble. I've always put the work in. I also look at it like this. I mean, if I'm evoking emotions and am I, and you know, because I like to put a sense of realism into my promos, whether I'm talking like, you know, talking about, you know, sadness, whether I'm having fun in beatboxing, whether I'm just friggin' telling Robert Davis that I'm going to bury him behind my house. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> stuff that I can incorporate uh, I think going into King of the Mike, and you'll see this in my promo with a certain Miss Moni Lynn coming up, which I know we'll talk about. I was kind of pissed off, so I had a point to prove and had a point, you know, to have come across, and I felt I did that. So I think with this now, now that I let out a little bit of anger and a little bit of frustration, I got to go into the you know the promo climax. Started off having fun, then I start to get more of that seriousness and you know fun and all this. So yeah. I'm just like I mentioned that with the word uh, concoction comes up again, a concoction of emotion. Just, you know, I like putting my heart and soul in as far as the LFC girls go. I know what Amir is referring to. My girl Tomiko, the temptress Tajima, said it was an easy win for me and that she loved it and she thought it was great. And afterwards, she blew me a little kissy face. So for that, I say, Mwah, Tomiko, the temptress Tajima. But <laughs> anyway, oh, well, you I know think... what? I'm with Amir. I know exactly how he feels because I never get LFC like, oh my God, your graphics are beautiful. Hey, man, they know you. First, all right, first of all, let me tell you something. Not let me tell you something, bitch, but let me tell you something, Jazzy bitch. So, Jolene the Valkyrie Hex, who I'll show you guys afterwards and what she looks like. Jolene, she is the current reigning and defending European champion, and she wanted me to tell you that she loves the graphics and she thanks you for what you're doing for LFC. Okay, now See? I feel better. See, so the European champ knows you, man. Okay, what about Mia? Yeah, does anybody in the LFC <laughs> want to thank me for anything? Well, yeah, they want to thank you just for, you know, just, well, they know you because I think you're great with your participation. Sean, well, Sean Donnelly knows you, man. Sean's in the RWT group. The yeah, you know? but Sean doesn't have boobs and he's not like a super good looking. <laughs> no offense, Sean. I, I respect you. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, God. That is my boss. Sean, he'd respect about? you more if you had boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag me too. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking when when uh, Mike Larkin was bringing up the promo that he cut against Robert Davis about burying him in his backyard. Mm -hmm. People who have won in this tournament have won because they've had, you know, in, in the promo climax so far, it's, it's the person who's had the most like breakout moment in their promo. But what if, Daz, for example, what if you took that promo that Mike Larkin cut against Robert Davis and you put it up against Robert's best offering, which took place this past week? What if you just started picking the best of people's promos and putting them against each other? 
who would win those matchups? That would be crazy. It's kind of like some fantasy booking for the promo climax, you know? Um, I think with what I did with Robert, I'm going to tell you right now, Robert and I are the last to go in uh, November 13th with our rematch from the King of the Mic. That's the same week that Butcher and Lewis are going to pick their opponents. So I think Robert and I are going to try to outdo what we do at King of the Mic. I think I'm going to try to go to a place that's a little bit darker, maybe go outside into the night, maybe see what goes out you know, behind my house, see little trees, and incorporate a lot of dark elements. And hell, maybe even write on myself, you know, just I don't even know. There's some things that I want to do that's out of the ordinary, but I could tell that Robert and I are, uh, Robert and I are going to have some fun because we were already talking about this. We cannot wait to steal the show like we did with, uh, with King of the Mic final. I'll be sure the uh, the final isn't accessible to the police. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. Well, the public pool is behind my house as well, so I'm going to say this right that now. That makes it I don't... even worse that you bury people there. No, first and foremost, hold on. There's a security out there, friggin', out, and I don't need to go over there. Excuse me, son. What are you doing out here? I'm just cutting a promo. You know how it is. Just telling Robert Davis I'm going to bury him in the hole. I don't need that. Friggin', uh, friggin' me just being all intensified. My eyes are all bug-eyed. Well, this one over here, he's like, you're, first and foremost, you got nothing to be terrified. You know I love you, man. It's just the fact that you don't like the fact that I got my big eyes and I'm and you think I'm crazy because I go into one bit and then another and I just turn it off like that and turn it back on like that. It's nothing to be afraid of. Right. You, I, I think air quote that you're crazy (laughs) (laughs) you don't like the level of uncertainty you don't know what the hell is going to come next (laughs) by the way how how brave is travis the walker anderson i mean he saw that promo too back then and this guy still met up and had lunch with you yeah (laughs) first and foremost we will never live that down because it's like we were dating when we were just two bros just going to have some burgers okay (laughs) (laughs) over here we got mike Lockin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and how's it going? No, I, no. Yeah, you can see it become you know, more comfortable. You know what it was like? It was like you were a celebrity and he was a fan, and then we he put the camera on you like no no pictures. I don't I don't like being on camera. <laughs> well, I think I've kind of overstepped that, and I've kind of not overstepped it, but you know over got out of the shadow of uh, being not liking doing lives because yeah. if you saw what I did cutting on Lewis and giving you guys behind the scenes perspective of what evolution of pro wrestling is all about with uh, Lewis and Chris Maldonado. I think that's, that's something. And then making fun of Amir for being a mark for Nicola. So, I mean, it's all good, right? Right. Amir? <laughs> it is all good. And, um, and uh, demon S if you're listening to this, <laughs> but uh, I also want to say, since we're talking about getting comfortable going live and and whatever else mm-hmm. how cool was it how how much of a treat was it for uh, the members of the RWT group to look up and see the captain Dazzy Lee going oh, live yes. in the group and then Travis the Walker Anderson had a heart attack <laughs> because he's he gets a notification that Dazzy Lee is live, and I know what he was thinking. He's thinking, "All right, who died?" <laughs> some, some terrible news is being announced. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, this is there's been a lot of surprises, and and this tournament has not been without its controversy. But I will say, in spite of the controversy, everybody's really pulled together nicely. Um, all those that are still in the tournament and 
and haven't dropped out for one reason or another and have really put together some of the best promos I've ever seen. I'm, I'm so proud of everybody and I'm really enjoying watching everybody compete. Yeah, speaking of all the controversy, we, we, we've got past all the controversy and even the butcher now wants to come on, be on the mic. Wow. Now, I'll be honest with you. I did say some things my first time around in regards to The Butcher, but that is also just being a competitor that I am. And here's the thing I got to say about The Butcher. Him and I have never, ever gone one-on. We've done four ways. Mm-hmm. We've done multi-mans. Him and I have never, ever go, gone one-on-one. So if Butcher winds up winning and I have to take him on in a rematch for the promo championship, I am all for it. And you and can tell that, him I said that. <laughs> with that being said, um, we we do welcome Butcher onto this show, and I suspect. Oh wait a minute! That... <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Wait a minute! Yeah, let... I yeah, just let realized him... if if, if, if we're accepting the Butcher's invitation for next week, we've also just invited the Demoness for next week. Oh boy! Oh my! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, episode four of Beyond the Mic will be unmissable. Is it episode four? No, it's five next week. <laughs> That's going to be something right there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel like good, good old JR. King, I got the best seat in the house. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I also just turned into John Cena there. Episode five of Beyond the Mic will be unmissable next week. <laughs> Was the Southpaw Regional Wrestling there? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Brought to you Speaking by of- Max Wrestling and RWT. <laughs> <laughs> I am cat- catamaran. <laughs> no, man, like, here's the thing, too, I also have to mention, because you here, sir, talking about why is Phoenix not the knowledge champion, I have to address this just because. Because you I am it. just co- well, Hold on. <laughs> I wasn't done yet. <laughs> yes, I did. And number two. All right. So I'm just coming off a knowledge championship defense. I just defended impromptu against the current. Uh, well, now the former mm-hmm. Iron Bank contract winner, Kenny Keller. Mr. So, Iron Bank 2019. Yes, Mr. Iron Bank 2019. And here's the thing. Unlike the Phoenix with his band right now, that feud between Larkin and Killer is going to go on and on and on <laughs> until the break of dawn. And I say this because here's the funny thing that I don't think a lot of you guys realize, and Daz, I don't even think you know this. When I first started getting into podcasting in 2015, one of the first people I talked to about doing a show, which wound up happening in 2016, was Kenny Killa in regards to Sunday Segway. So I actually yeah. knew Kenny Killa before I knew you guys. Yeah, well, that's exactly how we started out with the invite to Sunday Segway, um, yes. which is why Kenny is our Yoda. Exactly. And I'll be honest with you, and I'll say this right now. I wouldn't be doing interviews if it wasn't for Kenny Killa because Kenny knocked it out of the park with people like Brian Cage, Donovan Dijak, Dan Severn, Diamond Dallas Page. He's interviewed a lot of the greats, and I wanted to be do like what Kenny does because Kenny and I and all of us here are great professional wrestling fans, and Kenny has that knowledge as well. And I've just – I got I, I wouldn't be the podcast machine – and what I am if it wasn't for Kenny Killer. And I truly mean that. And Kenny knows I got the utmost respect for him. Daz, he mm-hmm. knows that you got the utmost respect for him. So we would not be who we are if it wasn't for the Sunday Segway slap nuts himself, the one man with no Instagram, or half an Instagram, excuse me, that being Kenny Killer. Oh, you know what? I haven't announced Promo Climax Free for 2020, but obviously there will be a King of the Mike 2020 uh, kicking mm-hmm. off in April. I want to see Kenny Killer in King of the Mike. I want to see 
I want to see how do we get this guy in. I've never seen him compete yet. I've never seen him. Well, the thing about it is, I think the times that I've been with him on Max Wrestling, I don't even think I've heard him cut promos at the end of the show or anything. So how do you guys get this guy to compete? Because I know he's a busy man. Because we're awesome? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, how do we get him to compete? It's easier when the promos are pre-recorded. So we can just send him in uh, any time. Yeah. Uh, Kenny has cut promos before. He's good. Very good. <laughs> it's just he doesn't cut them when he competes in the last few specials because, like we said, he's a busy guy. I don't think he likes doing impromptu promos either. Maybe that's the thing. So, yeah, pre-recorded promos will work better for Kenny. So, I mean, and that's the thing. I'm, that's where him and I are also the same because I'm not really an impromptu promo guy too. I like to get it pre-recorded, get it done, get it in, you know, because, like I said, busy men. But I look at Kenny like, all right, besides Kenny, can you imagine Phoenix trying to do a promo just because remember how every time you have to write the promo and we have maybe like five more minutes? Okay, you know what? Yes. If – shut up, Siri. You know what? <laughs> we'll, we'll give Phoenix plenty of time to do a promo. Phoenix. If you want to be in a promo climax, if you if we do a promo climax free, start writing your promo right now for next August, okay? He's going shit. I don't know if that's enough time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also learned apparently from listening to you guys talk about my good friend Mr. Craig, Mr. the one and only Phoenix Craig. Yo, why are you why are you going after my girl? I'm just trying to talk to my girl Mary. So with Craig, Mr. Phoenix, I have to say this. Apparently, he is a black man. Exactly. <laughs> he's, he's a black man on black people time. That's what I was laughing so hard. I'm like, yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix is like, he's like the doctor style. He's slick. He is a jive soul bro. He is a jive soul bro. Okay. But no, nah, I mean, with, with Phoenix, like, I saw the post with AJ Lee, and of course he knows that because I know he loves AJ Lee, and he was talking about that, and then you go, why isn't he the knowledge? Why isn't he the champion? Here's the thing, Phoenix... Evan Money McCabe has said it best. It's the hacker versus the robot. Phoenix is the robot. I am the hacker. So there you go. Evan said it best. It's all Evan. It was over as fuck, Mr. Evan Money McCabe. So you Evan have to thank our... Is over as fuck. Yes, you gotta always thank our... Been, always will be. He will friggin' yell out of his house that he is over as fuck, as we, you and I both know, Dennis. Yep. yep. He'll also cut a promo while going to the corner shop. Yep. To get some milk. Yep. That's our boy. And then bump into a lady on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it's like to be Evan McCabe. You got to respect Evan McCabe. Ah, oh, you got to respect Evan McCabe. I'm pretty sure that episode is still our highest viewed on YouTube. It's um, hilarious. Unless he got overtaken by Keller Cross. But either way, if, yeah, if, if you don't know what the hell we're talking about, we're going back about three years, three, maybe four three years so the episode is you gotta respect evanmccaber.com and i know i talk too much but i have one other thing to say before you guys ask me questions and i apologize but and i'm, I'm like stone cold you know if i offended somebody i apologize as stone cold said i apologize <laughs> so <laughs> but i will say this yo Promo series is always going to have a special place in my heart because yours truly's first ever special before he became an official captain on Max Wrestling was Promo Series 2016, where I became the number one contender for Kenny Killa's Knowledge Championship at the time, and every single promo series I've been on it. And 
Dude, last year I was on the pre-show for a promo series. That tells you I don't care where I am on the card. I'm going to show up. So promo series is always one of my favorite events because this is where Mike Larkin with Max Wrestling was born. So that's always going to hold a special place in my heart. Yeah, I think we, we kind of had to put a knowledge title on the pre-show last year because you had to defend the title in a winner stays on gauntlet. Yeah. So we got, we had time to kill. And well, thank yeah. And I'll be honest with you. It all comes full circle. And I'll be honest with you, Daz. I haven't, I was going to save this for off air, but I am actually going to create a special opening for the, the promo series, including yours truly. I have some things to say, so I'm going nice. to tell you something, I got something special for you. See, I like so, it when people do special stuff for me because it gives me more footage to work with and I can create better intros. Exactly. So I have a couple things to say on that, but I will say this just to give you a sample. I mean, Moses Marquez, one-year correlation, man, and one in tie-in because last year I defended the Knowledge Championship on his show, and now he's going to get his proper shot like he's been wanting because here's the thing. When him and Butcher are having their go-behinds and you don't know if they're going to verbally assassinate each other or go into the mat and have a shoot on each other, one knows Taekwondo, maybe Butcher knows some Capoeira, and he's going to do you know the Brazilian you know dance there. It's hardcore shit. Meet the Fockers, yes. So, I mean, it's like that, or is Moses just going to like you know find the pressure points and do like Kevin Hart, you know, ready to go night-night? But I don't know what's going on between the two of them. But... I can say this on the back burner. I've had heard him talking about the Dallas championship. So I wanted to give him that proper shot. And then Lewis, you know, Lewis wanted to challenge me. So like put Lewis in there, put Amir in there, because I will say this, Amir, you're one of my favorite people to go against for the Dallas championship. That's a lie. You just like kicking my ass. <laughs> well, first and foremost, last week, this guy. All right. Here's the thing. I didn't necessarily say no. I may have implied no when he's asked me, you know, maybe for fun. You know, how about I win the knowledge championship? I'm like, no, man, come on. You know, you, you'll do well. You know, let's have fun with this, which is my way of saying no. So yes, I kind of technically did say no. Well, this is what I'm. This is what I'm waiting for, Mikey. Two belts. What? Somewhere, somewhere, in a galaxy far away. Far, far away. <laughs> there exists a young man or a young lady who is not just a walking wrestling encyclopedia because that's what you do. But like a running, sprinting, wrestling encyclopedia who someday this individual is going to, by happenstance, find their way into the Max Wrestling Group or into the RWT Group. And at some point, they're going to hear about something called a knowledge championship. And they're going to think to themselves, I could win that in my sleep. And through some sort of unforeseen circumstances, they're going to go against you and you're not going to know what fucking hits you. (laughs) And when they knock you on your ass... As your brother, I'll reach my hand down and help you up, but I'm going to be laughing the whole time, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Funny story that actually ties into this. So my girl, Christina, who I've known since, wow, like our our RCK days, Rusty Kenny Elementary School, 1 Redmond Street, East Dyson, New York. Um, I've known her since elementary school and she messaged me though. She's like, remember those days back in fifth grade when you and I used to do like trivia competitions to see who knew the most wrestling. So you kind of have to thank my girl, Christina for the, the extent ascension to the knowledge championship. So if I can get Christina, thank her or blame her a little bit of both. <laughs> She's my girl, man. She's doing her thing now in Texas. So yeah. Okay, Speaking of girls, Mike Ooh. Larkin, don't you? You're going up against uh, Moni Lynn, right? I am. I am. My my poor vida, Moni Lynn. 
And the last time we saw her, she was cutting off Daniel Crimmins balls. Yes. And st- stuffing them down his throat. I, I mean, and she got a lot of praise. You know, there was a, there was a huge response. And again, I know my inbox was blowing up with people like, yo, check this girl out. I'm like, I've, I've seen it. I'm not, I'm, I was as high on it as anybody else was. So she's got to, she's got to know that the formula that she used against Crimmins was a winning formula. And now see, anybody who goes against Mike Larkin really is getting their chance to, to punch the promo champion in the jaw. <laughs> so I'm wondering, man, what she's going to bring when it comes to you, because this is a huge opportunity and she's got a little bit of momentum as to you, bro. What do you think Moni Lynn's coming with? Like she's, I hope, and I hope, and I think I know that she's going to bring that Latina heat. I mean, I knew about the Daniel Crimmins thing from when I had her on the show last year because she I remember she was very pissed that Daniel Crimmins beat her in the inaugural promo climax. So she let that out in her promo and it helped her skyrocket. And it was a great, great promo because that was from the heart. It's how she truly felt. And sometimes, like I mentioned, realism, you know, takes over and you got to control your emotions. So she was very emotional and uh, she let it out. And I thought it was a great promo. Now, for me. Her and I are very good friends. Uh, I believe in her, and I truly mean that. I'm not. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but last year in the promo climax, she beat the butcher. I, I don't know if I've said that before, but you know, Moni Lynn beat the butcher in last year's promo climax, so I'm not taking her lightly. Yeah, so she already. Yeah, but butcher voted for Moni. Of course, of course. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I voted for. Her. so she already has a victory over one of the max boys in a promo climax so she's going against me but here's the thing i'm not the butcher i don't get distracted when i'm focused i'm focused so she is going against a focused serious inspirational entertaining mike larkin and uh yeah i got something for her in the queen's court and the general that is Moses Marquez, so you'll see. I, I think this is why this is important because, like, um, the same message I had from Moses Marquez. It's like, okay, Moses beat Travis the Walker Anderson. Yeah, I get it. Then he beat the Butcher. And it's like, yep, I could see that happening uh, because he had – it was personal with both those guys. He 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 had vengeance. You know what I mean? There was, there was extra fire in him because there was a backstory there. And Moni Lynn, similarly – she needed to uh, set the record straight on Crimmins beating her last time. So she had more fire in her than anybody's ever seen. But I don't really think she has a history with you, Mike Larkin, or really any reason, you know, to to dislike you or anything. I mean, I really hope that she was inspired by the fact that she was getting a chance to go against the promo champion. And that made her want to, you know, kind of bring her best because – it's easy to get emotional and, and just let it all out when, when you, you, there's a backstory against the person you're facing. But I don't know that there's necessarily a huge history between you guys. No. I hope she brought it, dude. Oh, me, I hope so, too. I think with her, we're cool. Like, I'm pretty much, like I said, Daz, you said it best. Block A is, 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 is the civil block because everybody, there's no drama. Everybody pretty much gets along. It's very respectful. It's very calm, unlike Block B, which is the boom block, as we all know. Boom. So um, <laughs> with Block A, with Moni, I'm not taking her lightly. 
just because you know she does hey, guys Moni Lynn yeah now I I understand that and that's Moni Lynn being Moni Lynn so I'm not taking her lightly I know she's gonna bring it and I want her to bring it I want the best out of each and everybody in the promo climax I know Zach very short and sweet's gonna bring it against me I know Nicola's gonna bring it against me I know Robert Davis is gonna bring it against me so I know who's in my block I know what these people can do. And I want to see them go against the best. That is me because I told you and I said this in my promo. I am the antithesis and the overall consensus of what makes a champion. I mean, I hold two belts. I have the belt for the mind and I have the belt for the mouth. So I would expect nothing less from everybody involved. And same with Block B. We have the Butcher. We have Lewis. We have Moses. We have Chris Maldonado. So I hope everybody brings it, and I want the best out of each and everybody. So I'm not taking Moni Lynn lightly. Hey, if she, if you could beat the Butcher, as someone who has beaten the Butcher, it's not an easy thing to do. But if you can find a way and, you know, concoct – there's that word again – concoct a plan and conduct, concoct an antidote of excellence to beat somebody – I think she can do it. I believe in her. I was actually I was actually going to say how crucial it was for the defending champion to get that first win. Whew. Um, you imagine if you'd lost your first match. I well, here's the thing. I told Teddy. I told Teddy P. I said, "Look, man, if I lose, I lost to the better man." See, here's the thing. I've said this. I don't know how many times i got to say this, guys. I can lose graciously. Kenny Killer beat me, and you don't see me going, oh, Kenny beat me. I won, I won, What happened? I went back to Promo Mania last year, and I won it back. So if I can lose to Kenny graciously, and if I can lose graciously, I can lose to Teddy P. Then Teddy P was the better man. He cut a great promo. He was very passionate. He was very loud. He was very Ted P. De Niro. He was all about RWT. <laughs> he showed the loyalty like he did when he went against Chris Maldonado. So, I mean – I knew what I was getting with Teddy P. And if I lost, I would have lost. You move on. Here's the thing with this. I'm the champion in promo climax. So if I go into promo series with the title, then I'll defend the title. If I lose, then I know I'm still going to defend the title of podcast promo rumble in January. But there was no way in hell that I was going to half-ass this tournament. I knew that I have to be the standard barrier, you know, the standard barrier for this. And friggin' just go balls to the wall with it so i knew so i held, i thought i brought it with my rapping skills and my beatboxing techniques if you will so you can expect more creativity and just more fun like you said last week Daz. you know mike larkin compared to last year he's having fun i'm having tons of fun and i can't wait to continue with the fun hey, real quick uh, the history of that statement ironically i just heard it in a podcast like last week but the expression balls to the walls actually has nothing to do with testicles it's uh <laughs> oh, I think it's, it's, great, man. it's referring to um like the ball bearings or something inside of a car that when you are when you are pressing the the, the gas pedal all the way down whatever i don't know if it's the the balls in the back of the pedal whatever it is those are literally touching the floor or the wall so when people say that they're not i mean yes we're in our mind, we're referencing testicles, but the actual saying is talking about uh, just making a car accelerate to the fastest speed or something like that. Eh, just a little nugget. You see, I got some knowledge too, motherfuckers. Where's my belt? <laughs> so, well, here's the thing, and I actually said it right this time, just to just to be funny, and this is how I can make people laugh. So, I just said the standard barrier right there, not the standard barrier or Napoleon Dynamite as a certain 
Butcher said, and I even messaged him. I said, Butcher, really? Napoleon Dynamite, not Napoleon Bonaparte? And then he just sent me laughing emojis five times in a row. So you see, I can I can make people laugh. And I can even, if I can make the Butcher laugh, I can make anybody laugh. So I just had to put that out there. But, you know, <laughs> when it comes to, when it comes to the entertainment level, because, Daz, you said this last week as well, and I wanted to just you, I love bringing the entertainment level. And if people listening and people watching the promo climax enjoy my entertainment level because you really don't know what the hell I'm going to do in any of my promos, whether I'm going to be funny, whether I'm going to be serious. I, I really do hope that they're enjoying it because it's going to continue and it's going to continue. No, gosh. Oh, God. Um, oh, God. Last year I sucked. How many times oh, are you? No, how many times no, no. Bring- um, oh, okay. Obviously, we said it was crucial that you won your first match. Were you surprised by either of the other two results? I knew Robert Davis was going to give a verbal and just creative spanking, so I was not shocked by Robert Davis. And I, here's the thing: I like Daniel Kremens, but that he nobody can touch that. And I'm going to say that that was so creative and so so yeah. That was just that was just going that was just going. Balls to the wall. There you go. I, what else I can say? But yeah, I, I, I knew Robert was going to bring something special, and he really, really did. Uh, Moses Marquez and the Butcher. Um, um, yes, because I'm just going to say it. I, I didn't. I'm kind of shocked because I knew Butcher with the light and the dark, which I thought was cool. And Amir, you talking about his thick ass eyebrows, and you know you like that kind of stuff, which you know, hey. But <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to run my fingers through that beautiful beard. There you go. <laughs> With Butcher's beard and thick eyebrows aside, um, I thought he did well. But Moses, you know, daddy's home. And I guess, I, you know what it is, too? I think it's because, you know, the Butcher is the best heel in the business. And there's a lot of, he's got a lot of heat on him. So I think a lot of people wanted to see Moses win just, I guess, to shut people up. You know, okay, you've been wanting the Butcher here. Here's the win. But no, I think Moses has really been putting everything into this Crippler character because this is Moses, you know, he was an amateur wrestling. He was nicknamed the Crippler for a reason, and he's telling his story through each and every promo that he's doing. The Butcher, on the other hand, is the Butcher. There's a reason why he is a former promo champion, and I'm not going to discredit that. So I was I shocked that Moses beat him in a way, no, because, yeah. Here's the thing, too. I was just thinking as you are kind of going over that, the amount of people in this competition that have split personalities is kind of piling up, but they all have a different way of approaching it. So if you look at like, if you look at the butcher, I've always said to the butcher that the butcher is an asshole, but David Gillum is one of my favorite people on the planet. And he always says that the same guy. And I'm like, well then David Gillum's an asshole. But, (laughs) but then you got, um, Nicola, who is the DMNS, and her personalities, they they exist as one, but they acknowledge that there's two of them. And so whenever she speaks, she says, you know, we think this and we feel that. But when Moses Marquez talks, he's got these two personalities, but they're completely separate. So, for example, when he, he mentions seeing the butcher's promo that that butcher cut live in the group uh at max wrestling and kind of showed all his cards he said yeah man the crippler saw that and the crippler didn't like that you know because apparently moses and the crippler are 
they're one, but they're separate. So it's just interesting to me how a lot of a lot of competitors are are kind of dealing with multiple personalities, but they each approach it from their own unique way. And I think that makes for a hell of a you know competition as far as the crippler goes. Uh, do I fear the crippler? No. Uh, do I think it's cool? Yes. Um, with, with Moses, you know, he's got the towel on his head looking like a cross between Taz, rugged Ronnie Garvin, and a mixture of Dr. Death Steve Williams. Um, <laughs> I, I understand what he's doing. So, I mean, I give him full credit. But all I can say is, like we mentioned before, guys, don't get too cocky. Go ahead, Dez. What do you want to add to that? Don't get penisy. Don't get penisy. Yes. By the way, speaking of penises, what was him talking about? Does the crippler jack me off? And he was talking about tequila last week. What the hell was that, Amir? Tequila. (laughs) I have no idea, man. Was that was that on Beyond the Mic last? Yeah, that was last year. uh, Last year, last week, man. Talking about yeah. Last last week. I was just trying so hard to control the narrative <laughs> that, that I don't know that I could particularly focus on any one thing. If if Moses Marquez was talking about being jacked off by the crippler, I don't know, man. I missed it. <laughs> no, well, you were asking who how who, who who jacks him off? Was it be Moses Marquez the crippler? He goes, well, it depends on the type of how much tequila I have, and I'm like, what? what? Oh, man. yeah. Well, that's what I the forgot about for. that. See, that's the thing. <laughs> we, we, okay, I don't know. Daz, you're, you're a movie buff, so I'm going to assume you've seen it. Uh, and Mike Larkin, <laughs> you've, you've made a baby with pop culture, so I'm going to assume you've seen it. But okay. uh, me, myself, and Irene. Yeah. Oh, yes. Harry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember how upset he was when he found out that his split personality got the bone Irene and he didn't and I'm just thinking <laughs> Moses Marquez he, he's the only person in history to call a girl a slut because she made love to the wrong personality <laughs> Irene but, why am I peeing like I was up all night having sex <laughs> he pulls out that giant dildo oh, that, was, that was for you <laughs> what a way to find out that's great <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was just thinking with Moses Marquez, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't have a, you know, a bunch of different personalities. But if you do, if you do have more than one personality, then technically you got to wonder when I, when that when that act is going down, are you doing it to yourself or is, is the, the other guy inside you doing it to you? I, I don't know. I accept all lifestyles, you know, I know people love differently, but uh <laughs> The Crippler, man, two big victories, one one against Travis. But Travis will say, hey, man, I told people to go vote for Moses. One against Butcher. And people will say, yeah, but the Butcher put put his promo live in the group, and Moses had the advantage of being able to watch that and, and know exactly what he was up against. I don't know who Moses slash the Crippler has next. But I do feel like whoever his next opponent is, that will be his true first test. And he's going to have something to prove in that matchup. That's against Lewis. Yeah, Lewis, Lewis. Oh, Lewis, (laughs) the guy that he's not super worried about. (laughs) Well, here's the thing with Moses. Like, I listen to 
beyond the mic last week, like we were talking about, besides that comment with Moses jacking off and tequila and went, well, yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> he was just talking about, yeah, I'm not worried about Lewis or Chris Maldonado, but I'm like, Chris Maldonado almost beat Teddy P. It was pretty close. Like, Chris brings it as well. I would, I would be worried about Chris. And I, I joke about him. I put my hat to the side and say, evolution is fucking beautiful, bruh, and joke with him. But I, mean, <laughs> I know that cracks you up. But, I mean, like, Chris Maldonado, is he's got a lot of potential, and I think he's going to bring it. I just realized Lewis actually, his first two matches – are against the current two highest score, well, the two leaders in Block B, the only two people that have scored points yet. Uh, oh, against Moses and then the Walker the following week. So, with Lewis and the Walker, I know I was talking to Travis about this. He's going to bring a lot to the Lewis one. He was saying the two big ones that he's going to bring it against are Lewis and when we go to All Hallows Eve, Des, when he takes on the Butcher. That's been long overdue. So, I mean... I look forward to seeing what the walker brings, boy. I am not. Let, let me tell you something, hey, bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking as forward to Walker versus the Butcher. But I think the reason why is because, I don't know, it's kind of like when you saw Triple H versus Sting and, and or any other matchup in history that just took place too late it, it's it'll always be unfortunate that we didn't get like butcher versus moses at the height of the rivalry and that we, we didn't get you know butcher versus travis the walker anderson at the height of the rivalry because at this point you know things have settled down a lot and and everybody's pretty cool with everybody else but imagine if we had had some of these matchups when things were at you know, they're most explosive. That would have been crazy. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's funny because you know how every great rivalry has a like tagline behind it, behind it, and has like every name for it. As I yeah. want to say, if it comes down to Butcher and I, or when we do have that bout, just title it two years in the making. Yeah. Yep. So, here's the thing, like with, with Walker and. <laughs> Walker and the Butcher, um, they've been going at each other. One was hating on a mask, but Butcher has been using a mask for, like, the past... How long has been Butcher where we wearing the mask? That's like, what, three, four years? Yeah. Okay, so you have one who's wearing a mask, but I don't need a mask, but here comes the mask, and Walker's like, I don't need a mask, I'm saving it for the Butcher. Oh, but wait, here's the mask, and I... There's a, lot, there's a lot that's been said, so it's like, let's get it out of our system, guys. Um, the Lewis thing, I know he's got something special. Here's the thing with Travis. He is he wants that promo championship. And I know he said the Reapers are no more, which I would expect because I'm the champion. We're friends. Yes, him and I are legit friends. But it's a competition. And I respect his competitiveness. And I expect I respect his drive. I got nothing but love for Travis the Walker Anderson, even though, you know, he says, when it comes to this promo competition, fuck you. And I'm like, <laughs> right? Here we are. You know, when Amir compared it to Triple H versus Sting, I was like, okay, so Butcher's going to get Johnny Ferrari to run in, and then the Reapers are going to run in. <laughs> By the way, Johnny Ferrari, they taste nerve about this guy. So he, he messaged me, like, so long ago, like the longest time ago, and he, that guy is so fucking, okay, he just sent me all these pictures mm-hmm. of, of him and Drake Maverick, and he basically was saying that Drake Maverick stole his whole gimmick. And I wanted to be like, 
shut the fuck up, Johnny Ferrari. Except for <laughs> every picture that he had of himself wearing a shirt, there was a picture of Drake Maverick wearing the same shirt, same style hair, same everything. And I was like, even though Johnny Ferrari is a, a bit uh, eccentric, crazy, <laughs> a little nutty, he may have a good case here. And so I was going through my old messages, trying to delete the ones I didn't need. And even though he had sent me this months ago, I just messaged back, yeah, you may have a point. Just like for him, it's like random, like nine months later. That's all I said. You may have a point. <laughs> <laughs> but Johnny, Ferrari, well, yeah, here's he, he he was EC Free's like original manager on the Indies. Yeah, I sure think well, that that is like legit a shoot, Amir. There. Now here's the thing with Johnny Ferrari. I was not around for the Johnny Ferrari days, but I know he is out of his fucking mind. <laughs> But, yeah, he, some are probably the most, I don't know what's the best word to describe it as, outrageous and, I guess, entertaining, if you Too want to call it. TV. Yeah, there you go. I've had <laughs> Johnny Ferrari on Max Wrestling. Johnny Ferrari is just, uh, I don't know, man. I just, he would just message me the weirdest things. <laughs> just like, he would just message me and be like, yo, I'm in China. I'm having prostitutes and cereal for breakfast. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I sprinkled some cocaine on them. I'm like, well, this guy, this guy looks like he is literally partying 24-7. I have no clue how he does any no. of that. Does, um, doesn't he have that laugh Poker and pastrami. There you go. Poker and pastrami. <laughs> doesn't he have that evil laugh, too, that like, ha, 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 ha. Isn't That's that Johnny it. Yeah. yeah. Wait, where, where's, where is he from? Uh, I think Vegas. Yes. He's Sin City. Okay, I don't... For some reason... I, whatever... I didn't initially think that Johnny Ferrari was actually from, from America. Or I don't know what planet... Well, I he, he spends from. a lot of time in Thailand. For, for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> like all, all, the, all the prostitutes. And, uh... Yeah, every time I see him, he's like... He's such a... He's seemingly a cool guy if you can kind of deal with somebody who's like living a super extreme life or whatever. Yeah. But like, also, he's just always talking about like Donald Trump and this is like how much the country needs Donald Trump and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this kid, he's all over the place. But when he did that, uh, I don't know, it was like two or three episodes of, the, <laughs> of that show he did for RWT with those action figures. <laughs> You guys remember that show? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was it was compelling. I will I will say that. But I think if you are completely uh, inebriated or under substances, yeah, you could put up a show. I, Enzo Mori was sniffing cocaine, <laughs> and Enzo somewhere going, "How do they know about that?" <laughs> All right. I will say this: since he's in Vegas. If there's a future LFC event coming in the future, because I know that there will be more events in the future, I will make sure that he is nowhere near that venue. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. Have you seen this man? Who is he? Johnny Farr. Just, just, just go with it. Just, just don't, don't let him in. <laughs> don't let him. In. He's got coke. No, fuck the coke. <laughs> let the Why coke you all up in my grill? Yeah. Why you all up in my grill? I'm just trying to see my girl Mary. Uh, we gotta find that now, clip, man. Celebrity rehab, friggin' Tiny Lister, friggin' Zeus, friggin' you know, d d d that. D boy there. Don't crack make more sense than you. Exactly. Fucking, <laughs> fucking, 
Yeah, Debo. Yeah, friggin' going at friggin' the rehab guys because he wants to go see his porn star friend Mary Carey there. But Mary Carey's an addict, you son of a bitch. You're an enabler, Debo. Now, I want to see the stat man again. So, in support of that, I've got a few stats for you, Mike. So, okay, hit. Do you know how long you've been knowledge champion in this reign? Like 400 plus days. Try another 100. Wow. 513. Over two, over both reigns overall, it's been 877. Holy hell. Okay, so I'm getting towards Okada level. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's obviously slightly less for the promo championship. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, 21. Okay, well, I'll take 21. Catch 21. Blackjack. I mean, it's still the longest reign, and he, uh, he had an extra 22 days over the butcher. All right, so I'm going to try to beat a Butcher in a Kingpin's reign. That's going to be tough. Now, in terms of the Iron Bank contract, yes, here's an interesting stat for you. Hmm? So, you've survived both Iron Bank cash-ins in the same reign. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Basically, he's, he's been, Mike Larkin is being booked the same way that they used to book Super Cena, where it's just like, even when even yeah. when you thought Bobby Lashley's going to come along and beat Cena, but then he hit the stupid attitude adjustment off the second rope, and you're like, come on. Yeah, Great American Bash 07. Nice, man. This is ridiculous. When he when, when he submitted he submitted Triple H <laughs> at, like, what was it, like, WrestleMania? 22. 22. 22. Yeah. Oh, I got that in the fourth champion. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nobody could beat John... At, at a certain point, it didn't matter who John Cena was facing, you know, how, how much of a legend they were, how great they were as a performer. You knew if John Cena's on the card, you knew without thinking it. It's like, oh, he's going to win. doesn't matter. That's where we're at with Larkin. Hey, the first time John Cena beat The Miz on pay-per-view was friggin' the Bash 09, and that was like five minutes before they had that WrestleMania match. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I wouldn't say I'm like Super Cena, but I'm like, well, here's the thing. I have lost before. I'm more like Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns gets booked strong, but Roman Reigns takes the L's a lot. Yeah. Takes the L's a lot. I think that's just to stop people getting pissed off so much, though. There you go. No, but I mean, here's the thing. So, both, first of all, the first two Iron Bank contract winners were both, I know Kenny wasn't necessarily a captain, but Kenny is, would you say Kenny is in Max Wrestling OG? Yeah. I mean, Kenny's okay. very responsible for Max Wrestling. Exactly. So he's a Max Wrestling OG. So two Max Wrestling OGs have won the Iron Bank contract so far. Now, here's the thing with Moses Marquez, and this is where we tie into the promo series. Wait, podcast. never quick start. What? Kenny actually <laughs> debuted on the same episode as The Butcher. Oh! Hot damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, with Moses Marquez... I will say this. He has been on a special. He was in that Iron Bank contract special where Kenny won. And before Courtney Summers and Kenny, Moses Marquez came pretty close to almost winning the Iron Bank contract. So I'm not discrediting Moses Marquez's abilities as well for the knowledge title. That's true. He came pretty close. So, I mean, yeah. So I'm not discrediting Moses. I'm not discrediting Lewis. If Courtney Summers is available, mm-hmm, 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 Jay White, and then we have, what's, I hope she's feeling better. 
please, yeah. Courtney, Summers, Courtney Summers, love your wife from all of us. And then we have you, Amir, who, first and foremost, you got to start with this saying that, you know, I'm just going to wake up to get my ass kicked. I'm being nice, and I'm saying I'm looking forward to it. But you just got to say, yeah, whatever, man. You're just going to kick my ass. I'm like, no. Well, you know, I'll tell you this. Um, I do know that Travis the Walker Anderson is trying to find any way possible to get on this show. And when he and I talked about it, he said, you know, I'll, I'm off work at that time. I, I, I could do that show. I'd, I'd already be awake. I could. <laughs> like, I don't know, Mike Larkin. You never know. I might just true. drop out of that show, let Travis take my place. And that way he can get his ass kicked this time. <laughs> well, he was telling me he's very good at the guessing game. Like, you know, when High Five back in 1990 was talking about, I like the way you kiss me when we're playing the kissing game, Travis the Walker Anderson likes the way he's playing the guessing games. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. Yep. Can't wait. Do you like the High Five mention there, man? I went from freaking <laughs> – you remember High Five, right, Amir? Yeah. I was watching some show the other day, and some girl was – saying how she's like a pop culture connoisseur or whatever. Connoisseur. And I was like, let me tell you something, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't you ain't never met the podcast machine Mike Larkin. I mean well you, you can Well here's the thing. That group, you know, they're from Waco, Texas. They're coming out with their big hits like I just can't handle it and you know, I like the way the kissing game. I can't wait another minute. Then we get to she's playing hard to get in quality time and never should have let you go. But high five, like it started bad because one of the guys was in prison and you know, then they get then they keep going with the other guy. Then the other guy friggin' was on drugs or whatever, and then Tony Thompson got rest his soul passes away. And then the other guy gets in jail for murdering his wife. So they've had a lot of turbulent years. Now, Daz, have you ever heard of High Five? No. Okay, so I know <laughs> we're going in another direction here, but High Five was a group in the '90s. They were like a big R&B group, better than Blazing Squad, which they can go fuck themselves really? to this day. They're better than. Okay, first of all, no anybody <laughs> is better than Blazing Squad. Okay, <laughs> friggin' High Five had hits. They were great in the R&B era. This is like, you know, when we had groups like Jodeci before Casey and JoJo were talking about all my life, I pray for someone like you. And, you know, so, I mean, we're talking about come and talk to me. I'm talking about forever, my lady. Get on up now. I mean, Amir, come on, man. Jodeci around that time, too. Dude, I, I trust me, dude. I I know all about Jodeci and Casey and JoJo and the way the girls used to literally rip their clothes off. Like they, yeah, buddy. Yeah, like pulling their shirts and and trying to get all on Devante, and I was, you know, I was a kid back then. I was like, I don't know, I'm gonna have to figure out a way how to grow up and sing, because I, <laughs> I want, I want to be, I want the attention those guys are getting. The last time I saw KC, he was, uh, he's obviously much older now. He was doing a concert. It, this is so awkward, but like a gigantic black guy who I'm guessing was a security guard. KC mm-hmm. is sitting on his shoulders, and the and. <laughs> And the guy is walking him through the crowd as Casey is singing. And then in the middle of him singing, he goes, he looks down at somebody in the crowd who's who's like enjoying the show but eating chicken. He was like, give me a piece of that chicken. <laughs> and so he bends down and the girl, to her credit, hands him a piece of chicken. And he just starts eating chicken in the middle of his set while he's sitting on the shoulders of a giant black man. And I thought to myself... That's what the fuck I'm talking about. I want that kind of life. <laughs> Carry me around while I eat my chicken, bitch. Here's the thing. You know how you want to get all the girls, man? You know what you just got to sing to them? 
Come and talk to me. I really want to know your name. You look so sexy. You know the bad, the the remix, man. The Come and talk to me remix, bro. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were gonna start singing Crossroads. No, we are not. <laughs> that was Bone Thugs and Harmony. First of all, again, they killed the classic. They fucking killed the classic. Fuck you, Blazing Squad. We, uh, we like I mentioned last time, Bone Thugs and Harmony. You gotta fucking kill it. Crazy Bone and Ice Cube until he, until we rich. <laughs> Fuck. But anyway, no. I mean with. <laughs> With Jodeci, you had those those hits, man, and and, and I'm sorry, Daz. I know we went to the panty dropping type music, but yeah, Damir and I were talking about some love. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we should probably wrap this up. Uh, like we said, next week we've got well, this week coming actually before we even get to next week. This week we've got Mikey two belts in his second bout of the tournament against Moni Lin. Uh, we've also got Robert Davis versus Teddy P. De Nero. Mm-hmm. Both now, uh, block A matches. Now, if Teddy P. what we saw against me, and Teddy P. just going against Robert Davis, we got crazy eyes. We got, I don't know what Robert's going to bring next week, but it's going to be good. We've got all four strong personalities this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then who's after that? Was it uh, Who's the week after us? Is it Butcher and Chris Maldonado? Yeah, and uh, Zach obviously gets his bye because Daniel Crimmins has bowed out, and we've got Nicola versus Robert. Oh, Demoness versus Crazy Eyes. Wow. That's going to be good, good, good. And hopefully we'll have both the Demoness and the Butcher in the same place next week on Beyond the Mic. Yeah, who's not looking forward to that? <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. When, like I said, are you going to be able to control yourself next week? Not only am I going to be able to control myself, but I'm going to feel quite protected. And I know that the butcher better play nice because the DMS, she likes the kingpin, just like the kingpin likes the DMS. And if that boy tries to step out of line. <laughs> She's going to send him straight to hell. <laughs> I, you know what? I can already see the title of next week's Beyond the Mic. The Butcher's Cock Block. The Butcher's <laughs> Cock Block. How devastated would I be if they just fell in some incredible evil love together? Um, <laughs> it would certainly be like Joker and Harley. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Mr. J. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us for Beyond the Mic. Don't forget to vote in the promo climax. Um, this week's will be going up on Wednesday night, hopefully, if they're all in it and um, in on time. I think they went up on Thursday morning last week because a couple, well, maybe one or two were a little bit late. But anyway, um. Thank you also for voting on last week. I'm pretty sure that was the most votes we had throughout the tournament so far last week. So thank you very much. You can catch me at DazzyMWP. Mike. Yes. You know what? As you're a guest on Beyond the Mic, I'll let you do your own social. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at SMShow1 or at MCL92. www.stevenmikeshow.com. SoundCloud's MCLarkin92. Um, no interviews right now. I'm also kind of in the middle of a hurricane coming, Hurricane Dorian. You can go fuck yourself. Um, but <laughs> yeah, lots more stuff to come. You can check out LFC Beauty, Strength, and Dominance. 15 episodes up in there, man. Up in there, up in there. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. I'm channeling my inner DMX, if you will. So a lot of good stuff coming. Just be on the lookout. Yeah. Yeah, I was also gonna say uh, best wishes to everybody on the coast. Um, do whatever you gotta do to stay safe. If you need to go stay with somebody else, just do it. 
Exactly. You know, uh, Mr. B Rock, Chad Broughton, he, he's posting up these pictures every day of how the storm is progressing, and I'm like, I'd be fucking out of there. Yeah, that's what happened last year. We had to evacuate. But right now, uh, we are in Zone C, so Zone A here, and the Carolinas had to evacuate. So, people, if you got to get out, get on out. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, before we move on, move over to the Kingpin, you know i got to do this on every show I do. You can find the butcher at TOG69BHITB. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't do it, I was going to bring it up. Um, and... Yeah, for the people that are dealing with uh, dealing with the storm, man, uh, Mike, please stay safe. Thank you. Travis is is out there, and yep. Lewis. I spoke with Lewis the other day. Checked in with him, um, and he said that he's just doing all that he can to keep his family safe. So um, I really appreciate it because I know early, like a month back or so, maybe two months. California was experiencing kind of an uptick in earthquakes, and it was really <laughs> unsettling, for lack of a better term. But um, all the Max Wrestling and RWT family members from around the world were reaching out to me and reaching out to other people here on, on the West Coast, checking in with us, making sure we were okay. And we would like to reciprocate that love to our brothers and sisters on the East Coast, man. If anybody needs anything, you can find me at... See how I did that? Uh, <laughs> RWT everywhere, man. Twitter, Instagram, the Facebook group, and um, and YouTube. Yeah. On, on a less serious note, I mean, Oscar Wilde told us how to eradicate Dorian a long time ago. All you gotta do is show it a painting of itself, and it'll just wither. <laughs> then may somebody do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the meantime, of course, Max Wrestling is coming your way this, I say Friday, for YouTube and SoundCloud, but it's on Thursday on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I did listen to this last week, Vanilla Mike. Thank you, Butcher. Vanilla and I Mike. That, Vanilla Mike. Can't and I that was, yes. Um, and by the way, Chad. Chad doing his thing, stepping in for me as was my absence last week. So, Chad, much love to you, sir. And also... With the um, all-out predictions, yes, I got Molly Whopped. Dude, you got friggin' Molly Whopped <laughs> as an understatement. You got fucking spanked. What happened there? I, I was trying to predict it like <laughs> I'm used to, you know. Yo, I didn't. Okay, I didn't. I didn't watch All Out. I just know I went into the group at some point, and I saw Daz's post, and I was like, "Is this one guy right?" The the greatest tic-tac-toe player of all time or what's happening there's nothing <laughs> nothing but a bunch of exes <laughs> like how many girls has he broken up with um yeah no i was i was shocked it's so normally i got of course two out of ten all in the, the end all the respect in the world for the captain but i i remember i wrote something like has he lee sit your ass down somewhere <laughs> <laughs> also spoiler alert for people who haven't seen it cm punk didn't show up yeah. <laughs> well, Butcher wants bonus points for LAX. Yeah. Uh, I think he won anyway, didn't he? I think he did. I yeah, think you don't need bonus Chad points, you won. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't turn into the Phoenix. I think <laughs> it was the lag. Um, I think Chad did pretty well for himself, too. He didn't do too bad. Him and Butcher were kind of like neck and neck for a little bit. Yeah. 
Ah, all right. Um, don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube and like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Max Wrestling UK. Join the Max Wrestling and RWT Raw Wrestling Talk groups on Facebook. And MP3 versions are available to download on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and of course, Castbox. Cast biz fucking ox. <laughs> oh, also, I should probably point out, Beyond the Mic isn't on YouTube. It's just on Facebook and SoundCloud. So even more reason to join the groups. Mm-hmm. Also, make sure you check out maxrasson.net and the Four Corner Network at number four, fourcornernetwork.wix.com slash podcasts. Also, there's brand new uh, Infinity Gems from oh this past God. week. That was great. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear a bunch of impressions, it's definitely the episode for you. Oh, and one last piece of advice, other than, you know, escape hurricanes, just don't don't stay put. Just go. The other piece of advice is, if you got something to get off your chest, pick up the mic. This is the voice of Killer Cross, and right about now, we are about to take it to the max. The Max Wrestling Podcast with this. I don't know. It was like this massive reveal. Like, well, okay, you've dyed your hair a different color. <laughs> uh, oh, we thought it was pink, but it's actually uh, blue. Wow. It, she took she took the wig off and like it, it it was as if it was a different person than supposed to be like no yeah no, no still still the same whiny ass little a little bit of this that's why I want to be promo champion and a lot of this you're actually be, you're actually saying that you did it for uh, for for those three bugs that uh, I can't disqualify him. They could, they could have been like the three bugs that I could have got in general for all I knew. <laughs> yeah, but they were after the deadline. They were after the deadline. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> Disqualify him. Check out the Max Rossin podcast every single week on Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and more. Go to maxrossin.net for more information. This is the pretty badass Kelly Klein telling you to turn it to 11 and take it to the max. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to the Madhouse.